Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. Say what? Doc G, what's up, sir? Man, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I am. I am. I'm sort of hyped from these uh, these playoffs. Word. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, not to assault our non-basketball watching fans, but, man, they're pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for the folks that don't know, we've got four teams left that basically no one predicted that would be there. Nah. Nope. Warriors, Mavs, Celtics, and Heat. If you polled, yeah. like, NBA watchers, 99% of them would have not guessed those teams. So true. I'd actually probably say no. it's higher than, like, 99.9. Wow. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I will remind all the <laughs> listeners that I did say the Warriors. We all remember. Remember from mm. when I was talking to Claude? If you remember back. I'm not going to play the segment. Mm-hmm. We don't need to do that. But, you know, just saying. You called the Warriors? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That happened. That happened. Did, nice. I, did I call any of the others? No. But oh, the Warriors. <laughs> Nobody could have. You know. But like that that sort of goes with what I was thinking about, Mike, because like, you know, like what makes it even more fun or ridiculous is to see sports commentators like Stephen A. Smith come mm-hmm. on TV and make the most ridiculous proclamations that's a fact about these games like just but and they're ridiculous for two reasons like one like we just said nobody has an idea what's going to happen like he has just as much of an idea what's going to happen as frank watching on the couch like yeah. i would I, either one of them i would take their bet like it's it's yeah. they're not going to be right but even more importantly is not that they don't he doesn't have an idea it's how important he makes his proclamation to be. Mm. Like, just, yeah. just how important it is. So, for the listeners that don't know, that don't follow sports, let me fill you in on the past weekend. There was a Game 7 uh, playoff series. Uh, best of seven between the Phoenix Suns, Dallas Mavericks. The Suns were projected to win. They were the best team throughout the whole season. They won 64 games. Stephen A. Smith went on TV, and he proclaimed the Phoenix Suns would win in a blowout. <laughs> they would blow the doors off the Mavericks. And if you know Stephen A. Smith, this wasn't a mild prediction, Mike. This he presented this like he had just found out all grocery stores in America had run out of food. Like <laughs> this was the most serious. He presented it the same way you would tell people there was a volcano erupting behind their house and headed towards their their backyard. Like just Jeez. the utmost utmost seriousness. <laughs> and what happened, listeners? What happened? Blowout. 
Suns lose by 33. Girl, come on. 33. At one point, they yeah. were down by 46 points. Yeah. A high school team could have done that well. And that was the team that, that he was like, yes, gonna happen. Gonna, he couldn't have been more wrong with that proclamation, Mike. Like, Yeah, he couldn't have been. No way. Almost as wrong as the guy in Vienna, Austria in 1910 that told everybody, hey, you know what? That Adolf kid, I think he's going to do good things in life. Wait, what? I feel like <laughs> the guy's going to be all right. Like, he was. Have you seen his art? Yeah. I just, I don't think he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, the wild thing, Mike, that I was, I started thinking about because it was just so ridiculous and everybody was pointing it out, you know, going bananas on Twitter and everything else out there. Oh, mm. Stephen A. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the wild thing is, though, like, there are no repercussions. Nope. Of him being completely wrong. Hmm. Like, nope. It wasn't the first time he's been wrong. Nope. Been like wrong a thousand times on a thousand different sports, on a thousand different games. No repercussions. Like, on these predictions, he has the same accuracy and precision as a T Rex playing darts. Huh? Like, just, <laughs> just not working at all. Like, I get it. Some of the listeners probably out there right now, Mike, are saying, hey, hey, who hasn't been wrong? Am I right? Or wrong? True. You know. True. But, which is true. I feel the listeners. But I also do feel like after the 743rd time, somewhere around there, like, after that, you might be like, you know what? I might, I'm going to take down the tone a little bit. Maybe <laughs> the seriousness, we're going to move back just a little bit. But, you know, the more amazing thing, Mike, is that it doesn't matter. People are still going to watch him. You know, like they, mm -hmm. they tune in for that seriousness, you know, and it's, it's yeah, they do. It's, they love it. It's just like a weatherman, you know, mm -hmm. gets it completely <laughs> wrong, completely wrong. And the next day, nobody's like, wow, you know what? He really <laughs> up. It rained all day. <laughs> he said it was going to be sunny. That was horrible. You know, they, they, they never do that. They just show up. They go on like it never happened. And nobody. Yeah. Nobody says anything. And you know what, Mike? Yeah. I want the Doc G show to be that sacrosanct. I want it to mm -hmm. be like a weatherman slash sports analyst. I want it to be where I can say the wildest possible, and next week people are just like, it's Groundhog's Day. And like, you know what? Let's do it again. That sounds good. <laughs> and yeah, I, I thought about it a little bit. Um, we sort of already like that to a degree, you know, I just don't get paid $8 million and my blood pressure doesn't go up to like 4,000 over a thousand when I say it, you know, not yet, Doc G, not yet. You think I need to add that in, you know, the $8 million. Yes, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> that is next. Well, since I, since I need to do it, let me just say this listeners, the golden state Warriors will win the NBA championship. Okay, okay. And their descendants will be the rulers of all of Earth for the next thousand years. What? And the colonies on the moon. Huh? This is an undeniable fact. Fact. <laughs> there, I feel better. I feel better. All right. You think that'll bring in listeners, Mike? <laughs>
I think so, and my money's now on the Warriors. Not so much on the latter part of that statement, but definitely maybe on the. On the yep, yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Well, now that we got that out of the way, are you ready to fire up the sacrosanct show that is the Doc G Let's show? Fired up. Yes. Let's fire this thing up, Doc G. Yes. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Yes. We're just, one day we're just going to come in, me and Mike, with the anger of Stephen A. Smith. And we're just going to, here's the show, listeners. God, I'm so pissed <laughs> off about this news article. No. 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 Man, that gives me anxiety. I don't know about you, Mike. I can't handle that. Mm. Nope. Yeah, no, too much. I can't even manufacture that much. No. No, like I mean, I'll get hat, hatred. Just hats off to him, yeah. like on on yeah. his shows that I'm just like, how do you? I mean, I guess that's naturally in you, but like, how do you do that? Like I like, yeah. there's got to be a day in there that you show up and you're like, eh, I don't really care. Like you know, like you know, like <laughs> they're like, all right, well the uh, Chicago White Sox won. It's July fifteenth, and you're like, oh, that makes me so mad. Like, what? Well, no, I can't. <laughs> Especially like baseball, be like, man, what do they got? Eighty-seven more games to go. Who cares? Like, you know, like <laughs> doesn't matter. I don't know. It's amazing that he can get that angry. And I, I, and like, I watch like fifteen minutes of his show. I get anxious. I'm like, God, I need to, yeah, need to go meditate yeah. for a couple of minutes. This is too yeah. much. Anyways, you out. Well, to to de-stress everybody, Mike, we got a fantastic show. We have mm-hmm. a great show. We have the super talented Joe P on the show. He is not a sports buff. He is not going to talk to us about no. the Golden State Warriors, but he will talk to us about his new EP. He's going to talk to us about pizza, which I'm very excited about. We're going to talk music greats, Bowie, Zeppelin, everything. I'm very excited. But first, hmm. Birthday suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Mr. President. I didn't say yeah. we need to start where we start, so I understand the hesitancy there, Mike. I get it. You were like, what? 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 Yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, I know. I didn't give you the proper <laughs> cue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's all good. I know. Um, I'm ready. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get this one. Um, That's okay. I do think you'll get at least one of the last two. Uh, maybe, right. hey, you know what? I think both of the last two. So I think it's a two out of three. But this first one, okay. as I remember you saying just uh, like two weeks ago, if it's country and it's not Garth Brooks, you're not going to get it. <laughs> so this is uh, country, and you're probably okay. not going to get it. So okay. So that's a cue. It's not Garth Brooks. Anyways, uh, I will say this, though. <laughs> It was the artist that made Garth Brooks realize that he wanted to be a country singer. So, all right, okay, yeah. okay. I don't have that actually in the uh, in the write up, but I do know that. So, anyways, all right. Uh, born on May eighteenth, nineteen fifty two, our birthday suit wearer was born in Poteet, Texas. He grew up on a large cattle ranch. And when he was nine, his mother divorced his father, and the rest of his childhood he spent with his dad on the ranch. He started playing mm. music, and uh, and in high school he had a band. Originally, he was focused on the uh, on rock music, 
like the Beatles, which were a huge influence at the time. Mm. Uh, but the more he played in Texas, the more gigs he had, the more he was introduced to country music. So true. Uh, and eventually, though, he was enlisted in the Army. Went to uh, serve in the Army for four years. After the Army, he went to Southwest Texas State, where he graduated with a degree in agriculture. Word. While in college, he picked up music again. He played in a band called the Ace in the Hole Band. He eventually signed with MCA in 1981. His first single was Unwound, which went to number six on the country charts. His first album was titled Straight Country. After that album, our birthday suit wearer went on to record 17 number one singles during the 80s decade. Jeez. Wow. In his career, he has had 30 albums. He has had 44 number one country chart hits. <laughs> he has sold over 70, or 70 million albums in America alone. He has the third most platinum and gold albums behind only Elvis and the Beatles. Okay. That's pretty bananas. <laughs> He's in the Country Music Hall of Fame. In 2010, he was named the top country artist of the past 25 years by Billboard. And some of his number one uh, hits include I Hate Everything, A Fire I Can't Put Out, uh, Right or Wrong, The Chair, Oceanfront Property, All My Exes Live in Texas, Baby Blue, and I'm Blue. And many, many others. Name that birthday suit wearer. Uh, Tim McGraw. Hey, he's on the board. He's uh, Tim McGraw is a Jacksonville original. This is the only guess I had. No, uh, the the first album would give it away. Straight country. Hmm. Sorry, Doctor G. That does not give anything away. <laughs> George Strait. Ah, uh, George Strait. That would that would have been another good guess. Yeah, George Strait. King George is his nickname mm. because the forty-four number one country chart hits. Pretty impressive. Wow. The dude yeah. dominated country. <laughs> you know, and he's that guy that just there's no real uh, there's no real drama with George. Like, you don't hear any, like, you know, there's no, like, George Jones. No scandals. Yeah, there's no yeah. George Jones where he's driving down the road on a on a lawnmower drunk. Like, that didn't happen, you know? <laughs> just just yeah. making tunes. That's all he's doing. Just a tune maker. Yeah. And he was, like, tw like, 30 before he even hit that first jam. Like I mean, really? Yeah, he goes to the he goes to the army for four years, goes to school for mm. four years. Then, uh, you know, I mean, uh, he was born in 1952. He didn't get signed to MCA until '81. So, uh, you know, true. There you yeah, go. there you go. He had a country life though, country upbringing, agriculture, all perfect ranching perfect songs. Yeah, perfect for music. No, definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, up on the farm, parents divorced. It's it's sad. <laughs> Add a beer in there and a girlfriend that keeps cheating on you, and you got it. So true. Um, but apparently, uh, if I was sorry, Doctor, if I was an artist, I would have to write a song called "I Hate Everything." I hate everything. What a great title. <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty good jam. I mean, you know, I think there's actually a a couple of those out there. So you know, it makes sense. But uh, yeah. 
Apparently, people keep trying to claim that George Strait is uh, cousins with Jeff Bezos. Mm. Rocket himself. Um, but I looked into it. It's George Strait and Bezos's mother, Jacqueline Geis, are second cousins. So, like, so. who the, there, there's not even an effing name for that. I don't know what they are, but, like... Uh, there's probably a dollar amount, though, Doc G. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, like, I mean, it's one of those things, though, like, whenever I see that, and I think I've brought it up on the show before, like, if you, you ask me who that is in my family, I have no effing clue. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Who's the mother of my, or the, the kid of my second cousin? I have no idea. I have no idea who my second cousin is. Nope. Oh, no. Anyways, I'm just glad I'm not married to him. Anyways, uh, happy (laughs) birthday to George Strait, turning the big 70. George Strait, 7-0. Big milestone. Happy, Happy birthday, King George. All right, Mike. Are you ready to do it? Rip some headlines? Yeah. What's going on, Doc G? What's going on in the news? It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. We're not gonna He's doing math. We're not gonna start in Florida. <laughs> we're not gonna do it. Uh, okay. It's crazy, but I am gonna guess that this guy that we're talking about here is gonna relocate to Florida after he gets fired from his job. So oh. it's just gonna be a guess of mine. But uh start over. This is in New Jersey. <laughs> So, uh, police in Mercer County were called to the scene uh, of where they had reportedly gotten lots of uh, calls about drunk driver. Hmm. When they arrived at the scene of the drunk driver, they found a man lying behind his pickup truck on the pavement with his belt open and his pants halfway down. Word. Mm. When they walked up to the man, the man asked, what's the problem? Which I like. It's <laughs> so, always, hey, hey, what are you guys doing here? Taking a nap, you a-holes. So true. Um, <laughs> the police said, uh, nothing, but you look sick. Hmm. Which, I mean, I guess the officer was, like, trying not to be an alarmist. But there were a lot of things going wrong besides just looking sick. Like, you know, no, nothing. <laughs> you're good. Nope. And it's like, then the other officer says, um, you're sleeping in the middle of the road and your pants are down. Are you a diabetic? Word. Which, like, I get the sort of the sleeping in the middle of the road diabetic thing, but the pants are down. That's a little bit weird. <laughs> Quick, my blood sugar's high. (laughs) Ah, I had to take my pants off. That was bad. Mm. Um, To which the man in the road says, no, not at all. To which the other officer responds, probably the wrong answer. Wait, what? (laughs) What? Like, I mean, I guess I get what the officer was trying to do, but I I would say if you're an officer of the law, the uh, correct answer is probably the truthful answer every time. That would be... Yeah. It's what you're looking for. I don't know. But the uh, the officer then says, we've got reports that you were driving and did some damage down the road, to which the man said, I drove? Jeez. Oh. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Now, Not a good answer. the ultimate kicker of the story would be that this man was police chief 
of the uh, the next county over, Burlington County. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Eee, not good. So they had to arrest the, uh, the chief, and uh, he was suspended from his job. Come on, chief. You gotta know. Come on, chief. You gotta know. If you want to get away with those kind of shenanigans, you gotta keep it in your own county. Like, <laughs> yeah. Chief, get off the Yeah. <laughs> Other cops aren't gonna sweep that under the rug for you. They're not nope. gonna. Your your own deputies? Yeah. They probably will do some shenanigans, but not not other people's de- deputies. Not no. others. No. Um, Mike, let's go to an interesting story here in California. And it doesn't really start out interesting. Nope. But once we get a couple of details, it's it, okay. it, it gets a little it gets a little bit. There's more layers. So, uh, <laughs> six elementary school students were sent to the hospital for ingesting marijuana laced Cheetos. Say what? Ooh, tasty. <laughs> <laughs> now. I've seen several of these stories over the last couple of weeks, so I wasn't actually too intrigued. This actually happened in a couple other places. I was like, meh. But then I did think about it, and I did. I, I do feel pretty bad for that nine-year-old who actually get, accidentally got stoned, you know? Like, mm. I mean, think about it. Like, you're nine years old. In most cases, your life is nowhere near enough to employ substances to alter your mind. Like, you know, your life's awesome. Nah, not yet. Yeah, your life's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It revolves around candy, <laughs> pizza parties, video games, like, no responsibilities. Then, all of a sudden, you're trapped in your own nine-year-old thoughts. Everything's blurry. Mm-hmm. You can't focus on because you had a couple of Cheetos. Like, it's got to be scary thinking you <laughs> lost your mind when you never really had it in the first place. Like, that's... Yeah. It's bad, you know? (laughs) Now, that's not the too interesting part, Mike. The interesting point is when they bring up the investigation. So they said there was an investigation. And they said that the Mm. investigation, that the student that brought the snack into the school and shared it with classmates was unaware that it was laced with cannabis, which I was like, that makes sense. I'm guessing it was like her parents or something like that accidental yeah but then davina davina who was one of the girls who got stoned said the girl who brought the snacks in did know they were laced wait what davina Mm. said i went up to her and i was like what are these and she was like shh don't tell anybody but i put something in these and then my friend asked her wait you put something in these and she's like uh no no, I didn't put anything in these. Huh? And immediately <laughs> changed her answer. And I got to say, Mike, I find everything about this nine-year-old interaction hilarious. Like, <laughs> the fact that this girl, this nine-year-old girl, could potentially know how to make weed Cheetos, or at the very least, get them. And then the fact yeah. that she was letting her friends in on it like they were 40-year-old housewives outside of daycare. Like, <laughs> don't tell anybody, but I just spiked these a little bit. Woo! Like, Wham. so. And then the fact that when she was questioned by one other girl, like, wait a second, something else is in these? Oh, 
nope. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. Like, just, oh, man, just so good. So good, Mike. But I do have to say, regardless, whoever Davina's parents are, you need to make sure she's not hanging out with that kid anymore. That is... No way. It's not a kid. That's not a kid mm-hmm. that in high school you are going to be a one of me around. If she's already doing weed Cheetos at nine, <laughs> oh, I don't know. What's... Yeah, maybe in college. Yeah. Not so much high school. Yeah, <laughs> she's not coming to your next birthday party. There's no way you're paying for some Pink Floyd laser show during the... Oh, my God, this is blowing my mind. Anybody else? This is crazy. <laughs> so glad you're here. Anybody want more Cheetos? Uh, Mike, we've got a story from travel and leisure. Mm. Or if we want to be fancy, leisure. Travel and leisure. Word. Travel and leisure. Yes. Never heard leisure. You never see it, you never heard it pronounced <laughs> no. leisure? No. Uh, no I no. feel like that's one of those leisure? I feel like that's one of those posh things. Oh, that was just mm. for leisure. Mm, leisure. Oh, leisure. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm, sort of like okay. I don't know, maybe just like, you know, make it make it rhyme with pleasure, leisure, you know, I don't know. Anyways, mm. it's a well-known okay. fact on this show, Mike, <laughs> that Finland is one of the happiest countries in the world. Yeah, they are. And we've highlighted this several times on the show, and lucky for us, Travel and Leisure is here to let us know why. Hmm. Finally. Yeah. Answers. They have an article titled, quote, This may be the secret to why Finland is the happiest country in the world. Inside Uh, Finland's sauna culture. Huh? Hmm, sauna culture. That okay. That's right, Mike. People people are happy because of saunas. Mm. That's it. Word. That's it. That's it. A lot of listeners might be thinking, you know, it was their universal health care. Maybe it was their social security. Maybe it was <laughs> extended vacation times, reduced work rates. No. No, all those things suck <laughs> compared to sitting in a hot room. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mike, this is... Interesting. Clearly is not the reason Finland is happy. If this were the case, Floridians would be happier than anybody because our state is one giant sauna for 10 months out of the year. Like, that is... That's a fact. We would just... Pretty much. That's it. That's it. Mike, I was thinking about this. This This is a country equivalent to when somebody sees a friend who's like 75 years old and is in perfect health. You know, like they run marathons and they're never sick and they're like, what does he do? And somebody's like, you know what? I bet it's the fact that he like uh, he he gets eight hours of sleep. He has a really healthy diet. He works out every day, keeps his stress low, doesn't drink or do drugs. And the other person's like, nah, 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 nah." I notice he has a fish pill every morning, fish oil. Mm. That's got to be it. That's it. That's that's what makes him healthy. Like all that other. (laughs) That's just bringing him down. Fish oil pill. Yeah. Healthy. Like, that's that's the country equivalent right here. Pretty much. That's it. I would agree. Um, yeah. Mike, uh, bad news out of England. A tiny thing. Ah. Yeah. Not good. No. No, the BBC has confirmed that there have been several cases of monkeypox. Ew. Ooh, monkeypox. Yes. 
Yes. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. No idea. I'm not too familiar. But I will condemn the BBC for feeling the need to post a picture of someone with monkeypox. Girl, come on! Oh, no. Yeah. They posted a pic? Yeah. Uh, we don't need to know what it looks like. All right, let's see it, Doc. No, <laughs> no. We could imagine. I'll check it out. No, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Nope. We. I mean, like, I can imagine the disgustingness in mucking pox. Like, I don't need. I don't need them to show me directly, or at least give me one of those, you know, trigger warnings. Like, hey, this is a disgusting. Yeah, like a blurry image. This is a disgusting. Like a blurry image coming up right here. You don't want to see this. I always click those pictures. I always click those pictures, Doctor. It's it's to, it's to drag you in, man. And, and all right, well, you know they're dragging me it's, in. It's 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 like the eighth grade self of you know of of yourself. You're like maybe it's porn. Oh, oh it's man. a person with monkey pox. Oh, they got me again. Do you see it? It's gross. That's not good. No, man. it's gross. Yeah, that's not good. It's gross, man. Ah. It's like it's like it's Ugh. it's like chicken pox on steroids, man. Uh, it's, yeah, those are big. It's those disgusting, are big. Those are big man. Pox. I mean. I was thinking about this, though. It seems to be fairly under uh, control. Like, there's only, like, three people with it. They got it sort of siloed, you know. That's enough. But, like, That's enough. But, like, you know, I was like, if I have a friend in my friend group who gets monkeypox, you're not letting that go for the rest of their life. Like, that is something, mm. like, every time you go out, you're like, you sure you don't, you don't have monkeypox again? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go home and have hideous itchy boils on me for the next week because I hung out with you, right? Like, that's just... Can't get rid of that. Can't get rid of no, that. I don't think. Oh, you can't get rid of it? Is it... Is it well, I mean, I, I'm pretty positive it's a viral infection like uh, chicken pox where oh, it just yeah. stays in oh, you. Yeah, yeah, May, yeah. Who knows? I don't know if it's related to, like, shingles huh. like chicken pox. Maybe it's in you and all I wonder, of a sudden... <laughs> Doug G. What's that? I wonder if they have monkey pox parties, you know? Ugh. They have the chicken pox party. I'm not Everybody going to it. I am not going to a monkey pox party. That is for sure. Uh, lastly, I came up with a uh, really dumb joke for it, Mike. You ready? Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. How did the monkey get pox? Hmm. I don't know. He was the crossing guard where the chicken lives. Ah. <laughs> dumb, super dumb. But I was, I was like, how can I make chicken pox? Hey, the chicken crosses the road all the time. Let's make a joke about that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was dumb. Congratulations yeah. to me, you know. Anyways, hi oh, uh, Mike. Uh, let's see here. I've got, let's go one more. No, no, no. I'm gonna save it until after break. We'll come back with that one. Okay. Uh, Mike, we're going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest, the one, the only, Joe P. This is his song, Leaves, right off of his EP, Emily Can't Sing, right here on the Doc G Show. Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Listeners, 
If you haven't subscribed to the show, you need to. It will be the greatest decision of your life. That's right. Your back pain will go away. Your anxiety will vanish. You will have millions of extra dollars, and you'll suddenly be a dynamo in the sack. That's a fact. And Mm -hmm. it will all be because you subscribed and gave the show five stars. Mm Mm-hmm. Grandiose statements, Mike. That's what this show does. Yes. <laughs> I'm so angry now. So angry. No, I'm just kidding, guys. If you could listen to the show, that'd be fantastic. We'd appreciate it. Um, speaking of that, Mike, we need to uh, we need to give love to the uh, to the regulars. Shout out. The regs, yep. Here we go. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Gainesville, Florida, Radford, Virginia, Ashburn, Virginia, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Peoria, Illinois, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Richardson, Texas, Katy, Texas, Toms, River, New Jersey. Shout out. There we go, go, regulars. Mm -hmm. All good places. All good regular places that we appreciate, Mike. And, I mean, if you notice, it's all over the country. We've got, yeah, you know, we've so got the true. Southwest, we've got the Northwest, we've got the Midwest, we've got the Southeast, we've got the Mid-Atlantic, we've got the Northeast. We don't really have, actually, I take that back. We need a regular Northeast person. Girl, come on! Where are my regular Northeasters? I know some people. I'll get, I'll get some people tuned in from yeah. the Washington State. Huh? I know some people Northeast. East, not West. Ah, uh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Washington, D.C. Uh, New York. Yeah, there we go. New York. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Wow, Doc G. That's all, all right. right. There's a geography. I'm just leave. You know? <laughs> just, you didn't major in geography. It's fine. You didn't have I, lockers yeah. growing up. We didn't have lockers. Come on. How am I supposed to know? Mike is still is recovering from that. We all know it, everybody. Don't hate on his geography okay we're looking for <laughs> mike if you know anybody vermont maine we've got mm. we've got lexi stevenson on the show next week she's from maine so okay well and, and my, my ladies the 420 old fat lesbian sue and lee come on ladies where are your regular yeah. lists i just realized that you're not getting enough listens to get on the regulars which mm-hmm. I don't blame them. They probably don't listen to the show either. I wouldn't either. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> Girl, come on. it's fine. Anyways, I'm just saying, Mike, we need to look out for the Northeaster. So uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Maine, Connecticut, uh, upstate New York. Those are the places. Upstate New York. Want to try yeah. to get those folks regulars. That's who we need to get that area. Everywhere else we got covered. Yeah, the Southeast covered. You got the Mid-Atlantic covered, you got the Midwest, the West, the Southwest, uh, and then we got all, all of our great uh, internationals. I mean, we could spread the internationals out a little bit, but I've rambled way too long. Let's go on to the semi-regulars. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Halifax, Canada, Gulfport, Mississippi, Irvine, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, Beaumont, Texas, San Juan, Trinidad, and Tobago, Northampton, United Kingdom, and over... Uh, Minnesota, Anchorage, Alaska, Whiting, New Jersey, Los Angeles, California, Conyers, Georgia, Rochester, New York. There's a, We need to get that Rochester. 
Yeah. They need to get regulars. Cape yeah. Town, uh, South Africa, and Asheville, North Carolina. There we go. Shout out. There we go. Semi-regulars, Mike. Anchorage. Anchorage. Get, Anchorage. Getting all the way up there. there? Yeah, getting all the way up there in Alaska. You got to give them that shout out, man. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, San Juan, Trinidad, and Tobago. There you go. Mm. Uh, I've never been to Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago. Wouldn't mind going. No. Be nice. Maybe Be that, lovely. Yeah. You know? Met some Trinidadians. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, I met some Trinidadians. There you go. I think that's a cool uh, way to say they're yeah. Trinidadians. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to go with? Like, I don't know. I couldn't think of one. Trin, Trinidadians. Gideons? I don't know. Something. I want to say Trinies. Oh, mm, oh. That sounds bad. That sounds, sounds bad. Does not sound like know. Trinidadians. I hope I didn't offend anybody. Don't. <laughs> he didn't have lockers. He didn't have lockers, people. Come on. Anyways, uh, Mike, I do want to get uh, to a couple of stories we had left over, but I did want to shout out, uh, as we had mentioned before, uh, we, uh, I've been telling you about getting this, uh, getting this artwork for the studio. It's now behind yeah, me. It's from, beautiful. From the art of the artist R. Land, he, uh, he has made this artwork to highlight all of the fantastic artists that are from the great county of Duval. That's right. Right here. Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. The, the the city of Jacksonville. And uh, we just got great artists on here, Mike. I was pointing out to you before we came on the uh, the air. Uh, I'm a fan of all the nineties rap that I did not know. Sixty nine boys. Say what? Tootsie Roll. Yeah. The Tootsie Roll. <laughs> that is Huge. a Jacksonville classic. And then I mean, you know, the ninety five boys. Ninety five boys. That's a, a awesome mm-hmm. uh whoop there it is, you know? Uh, yeah. Then uh, uh, you got Mace, Mace from the Bad Boy Crew. Who would have known? Who would have known? Mace was amazing. He went. Still is. He went back and forth. I found out from uh, from New York to Jacksonville. Born in Jacksonville, mm. lived there until he was like seven. Went up and lived in uh, uh, New York. Then came back for like three years. Then went back to New York. So he's a little oh, okay. bit of a mixed bag, you know, yeah. both places. Still claim him. Yeah, exactly, him. exactly. Sure. But anyways, shout out to our land. It's great. Uh, just showing the, the great city action of, uh, of Jacksonville. All the great music here in the city. Um, Mike, couple of stories, couple of stories we got. Uh, this, this next story, it's one of those you just can't make up. It's one of those that you're like, really? Really? Uh, it's from Hill, Hilliard, Ohio. So from Hilliard, mm. Ohio, 36-year-old Brett called up the police in Columbus, Ohio, to report that his truck had been stolen. And it had been stolen mm. by his passenger. That's right. He got out at the gas station. His passenger, who apparently he knew pretty well, stole his truck. Wow. So... The police got right on it, you know, and they called up to the trick, uh, the uh, truck. They identified the man as David Harrison, and they arrested him. While running the information on the truck, they realized that the truck was originally stolen by Brett five days earlier from a landscaping company. Mm. At which time <laughs> they arrested Brett too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. So, in case you didn't get that, listeners, uh, he called in a stolen car that he had stolen five days earlier. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yes. Mike, it's usually at this awesome. It's usually at this point in the story that I would suggest to this dude that he needed to phone a friend to ask for advice. But since his friend stole his truck, I guess I can see why he called the cops. He didn't have anybody to call. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, he was mad. But like He was mad. Did he just think the cops weren't gonna run his information? Hmm. Like <laughs> what like <laughs> I'm not going to do that much digging. Yeah, like, I mean, it would have been one thing if, like, you know, his friend stole a Frisbee. Yeah, they're probably not going to find who, you know, oh, he lifted that Frisbee. The serial number. Yeah, like, but it's 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 a truck. So true. They always run the information of a car. It's what you, every single time you get pulled over, that's the first thing they do. Run the yeah. plates. Like, come on, yeah. man. They need to make sure it's your truck. Yeah, like, Before I'm just they, saying. Yeah. And even if the cops didn't run the information, like, he didn't think his friend would rat him out? Like, you just called the cops on him. You don't think he's going to call the cops on you? Think he's going to get arrested for <laughs> stealing your truck? And then he's going to be like, oh, by the way, my friend Brett. Hold up. A stand-up guy. <laughs> love that dude. Like, nope. no. Come on. Come on, dude. Anyways, uh, Mike, here's a groundbreaking story from the Courier Journal out of Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. Here's the title. Quote, you're edging the grass around your garden beds wrong. Here are four ways to get it right. End quote. (laughs) You know what? Wow. First off, listeners, did you catch my pun there? Groundbreaking. Glam. It's about edging Mm. grass. They're breaking yeah. ground. <laughs> oh, man. Slid Pretty that good. one in there, Mike. That is edgy. You're on roll today, edgy, edgy comedy right there. Watch out. Watch out. Se- hey. Second, I know there's a lifestyle section in every paper, Mike. But And like, and there's a yin and a yang. You know, you don't put all mm-hmm. negative stuff in there. But, like, how does the editor of the Courier Journal see this article and be like, Yes. Yes. People need to know this. My garden has been improperly edged for years, and it needs to stop now. Like, that's a fact. And then do you think the people out there that are like scrambling to find formula for their starving kids, and they're like, no news about formula in the paper, but on a plus side, I can make the edges of our imaginary (laughs) garden better. So that's good. Like, just seems, I don't know. Tone deaf. Yeah, little, maybe not tone deaf. Just a little pointless at the time. Just a I don't pointless. know, <laughs> just yeah. unnecessary. Anyways, anyways, Mike, we are going to take a break, and we are going to be back with one, the only Joe P, straight from Asbury Park, New Jersey, right here on the Dot G Show. This Rock Montana. This Mucho Yellow. And it's Rockin' Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig?
This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are very happy to welcome a very talented musician and songwriter. His EP, Emily Can't Sing, is out everywhere. Mr. Joe Perella, better known as Joe P. Joe, how are you, sir? What's up? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. The important question, I think, is how is Bowie? How's Bowie doing? Hmm. Bowie's doing great. He's the easiest like i don't know he's just he's too easy he's too much of a dog like he does all the cliche cartoon dog things and it's almost like you want to see him do something else and he just doesn't he just sleeps and he you know he's cute he does all the right things it's great <laughs> now I, I i noticed in one of your videos there he was af- afraid of the basement except for one guitar line does he still That's stay right. does he still stay upstairs <sighs> It's weird. He's like afraid of the basement. He never comes in the basement unless he's really afraid of something else. So if someone's using like a hairdryer or the like the fire alarm goes off or something, he runs to the basement. So I, there's something about it that it's like a mm. he, it's like a double edged sword. Like he likes it, but he hates it. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what he. Uh, it's an emergency like security blanket. Yeah, it's like the last resort. I think when something's going on upstairs, he's like, "All right," which is fine. That's I can relate to that. That's why I come down here too. It's like the perfect retreat. Those hair dryers can be scary. I understand. I get it. Right. <laughs> n- nobody wants to deal with those things. How how no. how old is Bowie? Bowie's like two and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so yeah. Did you get him right before the pandemic? Um. Yeah. Literally, I got him right before it. So he was literally like right at the start of it. Um. He he was with me. So, that, yeah. that was fortuitous. That's a real good uh, coincidence yeah. that you're like, all right. Yeah. At least I, I got know. a companion. Yeah, yeah, and all that. Yeah, we got to train them and everything. So it was like, all right, this is perfect. We're we're home. It's great. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, his name's Bowie. Where where does Bowie yeah. rank on your your top influences? <sighs> Bowie on influences. I mean, he to me, it's like Bowie lives up there with, you know, the way the Beatles kind of live up there, where it's like you know everything can kind of be traced back to, like right when you think you do something cool. You can always go, ah, you know what? I think the Beatles did that. Or you can go, oh, I think Bowie did that. So he's up there. He's top five for sure as far as that goes. Well, I mean, Zeppelin has to be up there. You've got their tattoo, so I'm guessing. Yeah, Zeppelin's up. I mean, Zeppelin to me is just like, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I don't listen to Led Zeppelin that much anymore, but it's like it was the thing that pulled me out of like top 40, mm. just like whatever was on the radio. And close and, and then i started looking backward into like okay like what happened in the 60s and 70s and all this stuff and you know that's what got me into playing guitar like you know so yeah it's kind of the entry uh i the entrance into the whole thing i definitely say with with, with especially with like harder rock you you look at zeppelin mm-hmm. and it is one of those that it's like you want to see who did it first? Yeah, it was it was Zeppelin. There it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah. They got it. They got it really. They got it right. You know. And I mean, they just it, it it is. It's like you said. I don't I don't go out of my way anymore to listen to Zeppelin. Like I don't. I'm not like okay. I'm gonna make a day of it. Here comes Zeppelin four. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But like when Ramble On comes on, or like when yeah. when a whole lot of love comes on, it's one of those things you just forget and you just go oh. 
God, that's awesome. Like, you just, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. It, that's, that's literally it. That's, that's why I almost love like in the part listening to like FM radio. Cause like you will eventually come across a station that's playing mm-hmm. that song or, you know, something, you know, like Black Sabbath or just something like that, that you're like, man, I never listen to this anymore because something happens along the way where you don't grow out of it, but it it's kind of like, you feel like you need to be more eclectic and you need to start listening to more advanced things and all this stuff. And then you hear stuff like that and you're like, oh, wait, that is still the best yeah. thing ever. It's just like, you, yeah, it's it's like, it's so easy. It's just like the biggest bomb. Like it just always works. You know what I mean? Whereas like, you know, you can forget it because you get you try to get so clever about it, and it's a good reminder. Of like, keep it simple sometimes. I, I, th- I think you build up a tolerance. You know, you build up yeah. a tolerance. You've listened to it. You're like, yeah, I get it. It's awesome. And then you then you take it away for a <laughs> while, and you're like, oh no, it really is. It's really awesome. Yep. I forgot about that. Well, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Speak, is, uh, speaking of those those classics, uh, I heard that was your first concert. Was one of those classics? Was Rolling Stones? Was the first Rolling Stones? That's... Yeah, that was it. And I mean, I was too little to really know anything about what was going on, but it was like, I do, I'll always remember it. And it was, you know, it was a true rock concert, you know, because, and I mean, you know, it was, I was so little, so I don't know, it was years and years ago. So they were still, I always, I, I kind of like subtract 20 years. Yeah, yeah like I, I subtract 20 years from them because they, they were probably old rock and roll guys then, but like, so their standards, they were like 30, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah they were killing it it was good that's like that's like your first car being a ferrari it's hard to improve on you know the rolling stones (laughs) uh as the first concert normally it's like some free concert that somebody invites you to then you're like who's this okay yeah billy ray cyrus you say okay all right all right yeah yep man well now (laughs) i mean when has it it seems like you're you're a guy that that like music has been sort of there your whole life like a music lifer were were there any other options like growing up before music were you like i'm gonna be a fireman like was there anything out there all right (laughs) yeah it was uh it was actually basketball which i wasn't Uh. that good but i was i was just obsessed with like like michael jordan and that whole thing that that hits you when you're little you know what i mean and it's not in a and it's not in a sports way it's not in that like Cause I don't even like really watch sports anymore. I, I totally fell out of it, but it was like, and even then it wasn't like I loved sports that much. I think I loved him as like a, he was like a rock star. He's a to figure. Me, you know yeah. what I mean? We- yeah. So I, I, I think he got me into just like, you know, Oh, he plays basketball. Okay. I guess I'll do that too. So th- that it, it was fun. It was a great you know thing to do, but it was also like, I remember in high school, the first day ever that the coaches where it stops becoming about fun and they're like, no, no, you're just here to win. And I was like, all right. And then they yell at you. And then they're, it's it's not about having fun anymore. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like to be told yes. anything. I don't want to go to school all day. And then when the bell rings, I'm staying extra for two hours to get yelled at. You know, it's just like, I'm done with that. This seems so, serious. Just, yeah. I don't like this. Yeah, this is like, this is kind of intense. I kind of like just like having fun in like a game, you know. But so, you know, I stopped with that because it was like, oh, I'd rather just I remember I skipped basketball practice one time to go home and I was like, yeah, I just want to go home. And I went right home and it's like that thing where like you get home at like two 30 where like your parents aren't home from work yet. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like live alone for two hours. Mm-hmm. It feels like five hours, but it's like, it's like what it's like to have an apartment or something. And, uh, 
I played guitar and I was like, this is great. No one's yelling at me. I can do whatever I want. And I like, that was when I realized I was like, no, 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 you don't want to play basketball. You just want to play guitar. You know what I mean? You got to like make the, make the switch there. Yeah. You've got your own schedule here. I, I yes, yes. I, I get it. I get it. I did, did basketball all high school. And I got to be honest, the yeah. coaches, not very fun. Most coaches. No, not fun. It's the, yeah. It didn't fit my uh, my personality. I was like, I don't know. I'm not the. I don't want to get. I don't really care that much about this. It's like I just want to have fun and like, oh, there's some girls in the stands. Like that's kind of. A, I'm in high school. Like this isn't. I'm not trying to like you know. So it was it was a good wake up call. It kind of was like a, a realization of like oh, because then I would see the kids that really cared in basketball, and I was like, oh, that's kind of how I feel about music. Like when I when I go to my band practice, I'm the like crazy serious control freak guy, and I'm like, all right, so I'm not, I got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna yeah. be there. That's not. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Right. Right. Don't really care like you guys care. That's. Uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. It is definitely to see that that passion in it uh wake wake up call in any situation um you you started out as far as uh way back and like you said i mean that was in uh middle school that you started actually playing like you know a, a good bit uh some, yeah. something about january which uh uh pretty pop punk type music and i heard you say in an interview yeah. a while back like you you've you've thought about taking music off before you've tried taking music off before of these old bands and then somebody yeah. will like out there will just jump out of nowhere and be like hey why'd you take it off it's my favorite <laughs> yeah. thing man come on yeah like yep. all the time now aside from like your family do you know if you have like listeners that have stayed with you all the way through iterations of bands I mean, I don't, I mean, something about January, there's no way. That was literally just like, no one knew what was going on or how to do anything. So it was just like, you know, it's one of those things where like, internet didn't exist. That was just this thing that happened that only I would know about, you know, but because it exists, it's just like things, there's a link somewhere where you can always find everything. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if anyone's from that. That would be pretty wild if someone was still like, probably just people from like who I went to school with. So I guess technically just because they knew me back then. But yeah, I don't know. That was uh, that was pretty well. I mean, we were playing shows in the same one place in Vernon, New Jersey in a barn in the middle of the woods. Like it wasn't, we were never going on tour doing anything. So I don't know, maybe a couple of people from Vernon, New Jersey. <laughs> well, it's it's wild to think because it is, I mean, your EP from that uh, those days is still on Spotify. And like, yeah, I, I checked. I checked it out as far as like listeners, and you yeah. know, there's like there were a couple of folks from like Chile listening to it, and like, the, the, <laughs> and like, and I was just like, man, it's so crazy. Like, I, I tell I tell the listeners of the show all the time. It's wild for me to think of just people now listening to my current show in like Brazil, and I'm just like, really. Yeah. Where did they find yeah. that? Why did they just all of a sudden like, you know what? Doc G show tonight. That's what we're doing. Like <laughs> just and so like I it amazes me still that like, you know, there's somebody looking going through music and was like, "All right. Something yeah. about January. We're doing it." Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's so funny, man. It's crazy. It's it sticks crazy. sticks yeah. around, but yes. You, the internet. <laughs> you guys decided to move, you you changed the band name. It ultimately came the band that you guys were in for a solid seven years. 
uh, Deal yeah. Casino. Uh, and yeah. you moved up to, to Asbury, um, well, down to. And uh, was it was it the heritage of Asbury Park, or was it what was it that you know made you guys say that's the spot we're moving? Uh, it was one cheaper than New York City and less intimidating. Mm. Um, you know, of course, when you're in New Jersey, that's like the whole big joke is like you're so close to the New York City that like you can just see it over the horizon, kind of thing, and it seems so close but so far away. But also, it's oh, it's just like. It just is a scary, it's like the furnace in Home Alone, how he's like, that's terrifying kind of thing. You know what I mean? Even though it's just a city, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, so Asbury, it was just kind of like, it wasn't even quite what it is now where it's like the spot to go for everyone, not even just music. It's just like the hot spot of New Jersey right now. Yeah. Um, but it was the only place in New Jersey. And it again, again, it's all perspective and comparison where it was like all we could compare it to was where we grew up, which was in the middle of the woods, and it was all hardcore bands and stuff. So it was like, we never fit in there. So when we saw like this other area an hour and a half down the road, like down the shore, on the beach, we were like, oh, this is cool. There's a bunch of venues and like all different kinds of music and different kinds of people. Like, that's good, an hour down the road. Like, like that's way easier than trying to like, you know, spend twice as much money trying to get apartments or whatever in the city. You're not gonna get a house, you know yeah. what I mean? So. We found a house in Asbury. It was great. We were renting and everything. Uh, so it was just kind of the perfect uh, in-between of like going to a big, crazy city and getting out of like the woods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right now, I yeah. would like to point out to listeners, uh, if you go on Wikipedia for Asbury Park, uh, one of the first things it has listed is that it was ranked the sixth best beach in New Jersey in 2008. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I don't know. <laughs> I think you gotta update that. Yeah, I was just like, that's like such a middle of the road, just, well, it's moderately okay. What yeah, do you think about that? Of, that's like the weirdest thing. It's like, it just doesn't make sense. It's no. like, New Jersey isn't that big to say that it's the sixth. No. That's like, no. Just don't say anything. <laughs> and it was literally like the third line, too. I was like, there's so many good things to say about that place. And you went with that? Like, who's writing this Wikipedia uh, page? Who knows? Yeah. But uh, it when you're there, I just have an in, you know image in my head. Is, is like Bruce Springsteen just omnipresent there? Is it just like, are there just murals of him everywhere? It's crazy. It's, it's really not. It's more like... Um... You know, it's not that there's like big pictures of him anywhere. It's literally like he did such a great job of singing about all of the places in New Jersey that like no one actually had to build anything in his like for a memorial or whatever you want to call it for him. It's like it's more just like, oh, it's the Stone Pony like Bruce. Yeah. You don't actually have to like put his name on it. You're just like it almost like it's almost like he took over all the things that, you know, were already there. So, um, yeah, just I mean, even just saying greetings from Asbury Park, his first album, it's like he took the postcard from yeah. them, you know? So like truly like Asbury Park kind of is just another language for saying his name. It's like, you know, so everyone, everyone just loves him there and everything. And I didn't like him. I didn't know about him much and I didn't like him like before I moved uh, to Asbury because it was just like being in North Jersey, like that kind of music hadn't hit me. My parents didn't listen to Bruce at all. So they weren't like, you know, into that um, because again, it wasn't like a down the shore thing where we lived. And, you know, so I, when I got there, I started looking into it because it's impossible not to. Yeah. Like I said, every, technically I moved to Belmar, which is like all the streets are labeled um, and, you know, named by 
like A Street, B Street, C Street. And I figured out the E Street thing, like E Street Band. Mm. And I was living on like D Street or something. I was like, wait a minute. So I, I that was like the beginning of my like weird scavenger hunt of, you know, learning about him and then like figuring out like, oh no, like he's he's great. I've, I'm learning so much about like all the things I want to be based on this guy, you know, and I could relate to him because of the New Jersey thing. And I was like, you know, so he became the like, that thing I like my Michael Jordan for basketball. Yeah. I was like, okay, like, you know, nice. Yeah. Nice. Max Weinberg walks down the East street. And you're like, Oh, wait a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. 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 That guy. Um, you're from Conan O'Brien, right? <laughs> oh, man. It's all I can think about. Max Weinberg is that, yeah. you know, he, he was on Conan O'Brien and that's literally for the first, first, like, you know, uh, first like uh five years i watched conan that's all i knew him of i had no idea that he was and then i think i think it was my brother was like you know he was like he plays with with uh bruce springsteen i was like what really (laughs) that guy in the suit that sets up all sets up all straight yeah but yeah yeah it's pretty and he drums so funny where it's like he doesn't look like a drummer like he looks like he's hanging on by a thread always like he doesn't have that like you know, good technique or whatever you'd want to call it, where it looks very like natural to him. It's very like, it looks just like some guy, like it sounds great and he's playing all the parts perfectly, but you're like, he looks like he's like, yeah, yeah. it's all, it's all like forearms and, and like, you know, yeah. it's very funny. And then you, then you're like, you learn he plays four and a half hour shows and like heavy hitting songs and hits really hard. And you're like, that guy, like, it's like a Ringo thing where you want to make fun of like the people like Ringo or Max where it's simple, but it's like, no one can do that besides those guys. That's why they're great. You know, well, it's, it's a big thing. I always talk about it with, uh, with drummers on the show is like, I, I used to be a horrible drummer in my younger days. Right. And like the big mm-hmm. thing with drumming is, you know, everybody shows off on social media with all kinds of rudiments and crazy around the kid yep. things, but like that never happens in a song. Like you never like no. if you're really good, you can put those rudiments in and nobody notices that they're in there. They're ghost notes and they're crazy accented. Yeah. But like you know, the real thing is, can you keep time? That's what you're there for to be in the band. And, like, that's with yeah. Max, that's what he's great at. Like, he's great at hitting yeah. those notes when he's supposed to hit them and keeping the band on track. So, you know. Yeah, it's just, a you know, it's a special thing. Yeah, there's all this, there's all that technical side of any instrument. and But to me, it's just like... And, I, and as a musician, I'll watch it all day because I love stuff like yeah. that because I can, you know, I understand the language that's being being kind of used. But it's like I, I just try to think of it like when you go to a restaurant, you just want to get the food on the plate and like it's good, okay, or it's bad, whatever it is. But it's like it would be like them bringing out each ingredient or showing you how they cook it. It's like I don't really care. I just it's more about the end result. Yeah. And like I don't, I just want to eat it and go, oh, that was good. And like you, not even think about it. It's yeah. Like, you know that that's great, and that's what keeps you coming back to that place. So it's like, to me, those drummers are like that, where it's like there is magic going on. It's just like they're the best because they don't even. It's not even obvious what the magic is. You're just like, this feels good. I'm good on that. Like that's all I need. Well, and to expand on like your analogy, like the thing, like you know, you have mm. those drummers that are extremely complicated. That is like that mm. dish that takes 24 hours yeah. to make and has 37 ingredients. And then you have those drummers that it's four ingredients and it takes yep. 10 minutes. And you're like, how is this so amazing? 
Why is this so delicious? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's like, yeah, you could go to like, you know, the five star restaurant or whatever, and it's going to be amazing. But it's like, there's a reason that like pizza or hamburgers or hot dogs are, are like, they haven't changed. You know what I mean? Like they've, they've worked, they were, they work. They're simple and everyone can get it kind of right away. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's like anything where, you know, people always just use things like words like, oh, it's an acquired taste for, you know, scotch or something like that. And I'm like, I'm like, that's, I get it. But it's funny because I'm like, it you know, doesn't. I mean, I, I never. I'm not. It's like it's like. All right, hand me that root beer over there, and I'm like, that's pretty good every time. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of funny, like how that happens. Like I understand it, you know, what people are saying that it's like you got to try things and expand your palate or whatever that is. But it's also funny how it's like. You ever think maybe we're trying too hard? <laughs> Just go go back to like you said. Go back to the originals. There's a reason why they were yeah. so good. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, on the other the other side of that analogy, I heard in an interview it was a couple years ago that you were a pizza lover, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. I too am a pizza lover. Some might some might even call me a pizza slut uh, if they're shaming me. (laughs) If they're shaming me, they may do that. And and me too, me too. They may be correct. Um, but in that interview, you said Serpico was the was the go to place there in Asbury. Is that still your go to? Yeah. It still is. It's it's technically in Allenhurst, which is like whoop, right over the little border of Asbury. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's the best. It is really really good because it's funny. Growing up in North Jersey, I would say it's like every place is good. Every mm-hmm. there is a huge difference between food in North Jersey and food in like Central or whatever you want to call it, Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, like the beach or the shore it's like north jersey it's like all perfect everything is great i think that's the best it gets but down here there aren't there are a lot of like not great pizza specifically Mm. um pizza spots because they just do something different about it's more boardwalky or whatever that is and then serpico's i've i've just fallen in love with because it's like that north jersey style where it's just like the right everything and you're like oh they got it right it's per- and no one's ever there so i love it because you can go in there and sit down and it's, it's literally like we have a table there's only like two tables there and it's always open and we go and me and my friend tony go in and it's just like all right we're good we can sit down and nice. like have at it night now yeah. i'm guessing that sort of uh, i don't know if you guys take offense to it but i'm guessing is it the classic new york style pizza yeah yeah i mean new york there i guess there is some type of difference but yeah new york is closer to the north jersey thing i think that's why because new york is the greatest pizza in the world yeah um new jersey has just done a good job of like stealing their things so it's like that i think that's why north jersey has that kind of like the better construction of the pizza because it's like they're stealing they're a little closer to that world where down here you get a lot of thin stuff there's a famous place called pete nelda's which is like the place that you go to get like a t-shirt if you eat a whole Mm -hmm. pie but it's like it's very very thin like you can eat a whole one anyone can pretty much do it Mm -hmm. um but it's just a different thing it's just not the same kind of like you know the new york or the new north jersey thing is like it's like a normal full pizza slice but it's like you could eat like seven of them there's Mm -hmm. something about them that it's like you can crush them and crush them if you really want it to you could just like keep going and then you know down here you can get a lot of like oily kind of like you eat two and you're full because it's like it was just too much stuff going on you know yeah well there there i i brought it up on the show a while back connecticut was trying to claim that they had the best pizza a while back i think they they actually like tried to pass legislation uh saying that they had the best pizza which i at first i was like 
probably have more important things to do, guys. Uh, and then, yeah, se- yeah, 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 yeah. And second, I also yeah. was like, uh, I mean, like, I, I, you could have the best pizza in the world, but like, it's New York. You're not gonna take like their. That's their yeah. thing. Like, yeah, yeah. You, Even if you have, a, if you technically have it, it's still like you stole it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I recently yeah. had a place uh, from Buffalo. Uh, I was telling my co-host that uh, I did this pizza of the week thing, or pizza of the month okay. thing, where they sh- they overnight you the pizza from these famous places around the wow. country. And I had a uh, I had one from Buffalo, New York, and it was it was crazy. It was I mean it was really good, and it was like this mixture of all kinds of different. Like it wasn't it definitely wasn't Chicago. It wasn't anywhere close to being thick enough right it wasn't like the floppy pizza like you Mm. were saying of the crispy bottom and like wasn't new york like that it was and then it was sort of in the shape of a sicilian pizza it was okay i gotta put it up there it was pretty good it was pretty impressive but hey you never know as I said, I'm I am definitely I am not choosy. It does not. I'm not one of those. Per, you're talking about the oily pizza. I'll take anything. It doesn't matter. I, me too. That that's the other thing. I've had like the worst pizza you could hand me is still like I'm gonna eat it because I mean the worst pizza you can have is like still good. DiGiorno pizza, and that's still okay. Like if yeah. someone's like, hey, you know, like my girlfriend always gets these cauliflower pizzas. Like I forget what they're called, but and it's like I was like, really? Come on. And like, if there's nothing going on and we don't feel like doing anything, I'm like, all right, fire one up. And like, <laughs> it's it's not like it's just a different experience, but it's still like, this is pizza. I'm gonna eat the whole thing. Let's go. Like, yeah, exactly, it's great, exactly. It's I thing. I won't turn it down. There isn't like, yeah. not, I, I I might say something about it and be like, this is this is pretty horrible. And they're like, you ate the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. hey, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't turn it. Little Caesars is pizza. Okay, shut up. It's yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, so uh, to sum that up, we both love pizza, listeners. That's that's it. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, but uh, back back to the music. Uh, you guys, like I said, you guys. It seemed like in Deal Casino. Once you were in this band, I mean, you were there, like I said, for seven years, and you. It seemed like you had some good momentum going into the pandemic, like. You had some great shows there before the pandemic. You had the single yeah. Bang Bang Bang, which was doing well. It still has a lot mm-hmm. of streams on Spotify. Uh, yeah. How did you feel? Like, how did you feel about the band bef- right before the pandemic? Like, were you guys, you know, positive? Like, this th- we've got momentum. We're we're building. You know, building something here. Yeah, I mean, it's like like anything else like when you start doing something when you're in eighth grade or whatever it was like then you can very easily all of a sudden just kind of get blinded and kind of in your own world of like you know this is just what i do like this is you know it's like i could imagine a relationship that isn't going well but like the two people have always been together so what are we gonna do you know so i think that it wasn't going badly or anything like that but it was just kind of like you know, I think it was the first time anyone was kind of like, like, kind of like looked up from like looking straight down at their feet for the first time. We were all kind of like, oh, okay, this is where we are. Okay. So it was like the pan, that was kind of the good, only good thing about the pandemic was that like it does 
it made everyone show their true colors and face themselves because there's no distraction besides this one thing happening. But it was like, after a while, it was like, we're all just sitting home and everyone has to kind of figure out like, man, do I really like my job? Man, do I really like this person that I have to live with in close quarters now? That whole thing, I think, was a positive thing because, you know, the band ending wasn't in such a crazy crash and burn way. It was actually very like... It was it, it like made sense. The more that it kept kind of unfolding, the more it was like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. Oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. And when it was all finally gone, it was just me. It was like I was freaking out because again, it was like this thing you envision your whole life. Yeah. And then it just ripped out from under you. And then the next day, I woke up and I was just kind of like, oh wow, this is better. Like it was just like I felt like this is probably what I should have been doing for a while. Like you know, because with the band, it was very like I was the controlling control freak guy who was like the you know the songwriter lead yeah. singer guy who's gonna like you know and i started it in eighth grade like it was like my call um and that's kind of the thing it's like it started that long ago that it was like no one ever i'm like you know did anyone even decide to do this for themselves because when you're in like eighth grade it's yeah. just like the thing to do you know it's fun it's like you want to go to a party you want to be in a band same exact answer yeah and that's my argument for like that's my same argument for why I don't think people should decide to go to college uh, at that age. Cause it's like w the, the time you make the decision of what college you're going to go to is the same brain that if someone like was to make fun of like the shirt you're wearing, it would like be just as important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, you know, like going to the prom is more, is as important as that college. It's just like one of those funny things where I'm like, it's such a bad time to be asking someone a million dollar question of like, what do you want to do and go and be in debt for right now? And you're like, oh, I guess that thing over there, they, they're having fun. Anyway, back to like, you know, I'm going to go like smoke weed. Like you're just not thinking that a hundred, way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, that's it. Well, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, I mean, that sort of rolls both questions that I had up mm. into one because I, I was going to mm. ask like, what's it feel like having to give something up that you'd been trying well you know you went obviously into that individual that solo music but at the same time you're giving this sort of dream up that you had had since eighth grade like yeah was it really that fast like you said as far as just the next day all of a sudden you were like all right let's let's get it going yeah i mean it was it was it was weird because i uh my manager pergo who was the manager of that band the band ended. It was funny because the whole time in the band, I was never the like business guy or slash like talk to the anyone in the industry guy. Yeah, I was just like the write the songs guy and like you know. Uh, so when all when the guy that was in the band uh, wasn't there anymore, and it was just you know me and Perga, I was like it, it almost like I was meeting him after all this time. I was like, hey man, like I guess <laughs> I got to talk to you now. And he was like, what's up? And like, you know, the whole situation, I told him everything and he was like, all right, like, like, so what's the plan? And I was like, I mean, I guess nothing really changes because like, I'm still going to keep doing this. Yeah. Um, so he was just kind of like, all right, let's do it. Like, and, and it just, it just felt like, let's just, you know, it felt like nothing changed in a weird way the next day because it was just kind of like, it was never a question. I, you know, it, and that was what gave me my role in the band was very like, you know, Joe's the guy who like, this is what he does. Yeah. And where everyone else, it was like, no one had asked themselves that question. And that's what that moment of the band breaking up was. Everyone actually asking themselves that question and coming to terms. So for me, I was like the pandemic hit. And I was like, this is great. We can be alone and 
in a basement right. and yeah. write, and no one is going to think we're crazy now. This is almost better than regular life. I love that. Like, I'm not a freak for laying in or for sitting in my basement for like seven days straight on nice sunny days, you know. Um, but everyone else was kind of like, oh, uh, this is kind of crazy, I think. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that was what was the first sign. I think it was that it was like, because the thing is, when you go on tour or you record or you do something, those are all distractions from everything that, that that has to do with like you know being in a band or being a musician or an artist it's like you when you go on tour it makes you feel like you're doing something so yeah. when that gets taken away the guy who plays drums in the band who maybe just that was his only role was to play drums is kind of like all right well now what do i do you know and then you go oh well we're gonna go record yeah he goes, oh okay okay and then that gets kind of taken off the table and then you know because we all can't be together and then you know he goes, oh, what do I do? And then you go, well, we're doing a music video. So there's always like this other thing mm -hmm. to do. And then when all that got pulled away, I was kind of the only one who was still excited because I was there was always something in my head yeah. you know, to do. So when everyone's roles, I think, got taken away because of the pandemic, it was like, like I said, your true colors come out where you're kind of like, this is crazy. You know, it's like, what am I doing here? So, and that was kind of like why it naturally made sense for me to just be on my own. Cause it was kind of like, and that's why I said the next day I woke up and it was like, I should have done this a while ago because, you know, once that pandemic kind of sussed everything out, it was like, that's what was always there. That yeah. was exactly the makeup of it from the day one, you know, yeah. nothing had actually changed. Um, so that's why it didn't feel like a big shock to me after it was done. I was just kind of like, Oh wait, nothing's going to be different. If anything, it's going to be easier because I can just be the lunatic that I am. And I uh, like it just like there's more room for me to do that. I don't have to like inflict, you know, my ideas on other people or try to get a team of people doing this with me. So, um, yeah, it just kind of kept going. Well, before I get into the, the solo stuff, I do. I do have to say I saw the video. It was like literally just like a week after you had announced that you were going to continue making music solo. You experienced mm. your first earthquake on Instagram oh, live. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't have a recording of when I first experienced an earthquake, but I know I looked almost exactly like you did because you just have this astonishing, like, what? Oh, yeah. What happened? Like, it is such a weird thing for folks that it's aren't from, weird. like, the West Coast that aren't used to that constantly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I oh, didn't yeah. know. Like, I thought some massive train had derailed and was headed towards my my uh, condo when I was living there. Like, it's so weird. And I it was just, it was a very visceral, like there's something about it that something in your body, you just know something is wrong. And yeah. it's kind of like a, a car crashed into like the convenience store down the road from my house, actually. And it was like, there's a difference between the, like when like the tires screech and you hear like someone beep the horn or like whatever that is. And you kind of like, you know, there's not going to be an accident out there because you hear it all the time or something. Yeah. But then there was this sound that like, it was just like everyone on the block came out of their house because it was just kind of like you had this thing that was like, I've never heard that before or I have. And like last time that happened, it was a bad thing. So your brain yeah. like goes into this mode where it's like something real just went down and we need to like investigate it. You know, whereas like if I hear it, if a, a car go and then like, you know, stop or whatever, I go like, oh, they're probably, you know, that probably was just a stupid little yeah. thing that happened. But this was like a car crashed in and through a building and it was like, I never heard that before. And that's what the earthquake was, right? The earthquake was like, I was like, and I'm underground. So I wonder if that had something to do with how it felt. And I was just like, 
oh my god this is like i've never i cannot identify this feeling like yeah. this, this noise this feeling this something's wrong you know like get out of here you know yeah the first the first time when once i experienced that, i was like i immediately thought of like what did people think a thousand years ago when that happened I would be yeah. on edge for the next month if I was one of those people like, oh, God, is it coming back? Whatever that was, My whatever God. that sh yeah. shaking fest was, I did not like that uh -huh. at all. Like, uh -huh. just insane, man. Well, yeah. Now, you, you mentioned it, though, as far as the music. Like, once you became a, a solo artist, you, you didn't mm. have to run it by a team anymore. And to me, yeah. you know, that was one of the things like looking at your post and 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 really really the packaging around it, the marketing around it. It seemed like you stopped giving a, a little bit about the <laughs> yeah, a, a, yeah. about the image, you know? Like you were just yeah. like, well, this is what I do, you know? Yeah. And it seems yeah, like definitely. a lot of people liked it. I mean, that's one of the things about like the, you know, social media following, like they enjoy you being like well, this is. I'm gonna make the song in my uh, in my kitchen. There you go. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, but like, do you ever get worried? Like now, oh man, my image is. I don't have an image. I don't care. Like, what if I look <laughs> yeah. like I care too much and people call right. me out for caring too much? Right. Yeah. I. I mean, that was the weird thing. It was like in the when it's weird. It was like kind of a blessing and a curse. Where it's like when you try to do something since eighth grade or whatever and like it just goes boom and crashes and burns it's like there's something in you that's like well i'm not gonna do that again like i don't have, i did not i don't have the energy to like rebuild this little house that i built and now it's just fell down like i'm gonna build the exact same house it's gonna happen again if i do that so it felt like out of frustration and like boredom and like you know energy spent already i just landed on like you know uh, you know what i've done this before like i'm just gonna do what i want i'm just gonna have fun now i'm just gonna like you know i've tried i've tried to you know make something work or happen for so long that like you know the idea of just like doing that again or still doing it just feels stupid to me it just didn't yeah. feel right you know it was like why would i do that again so um yeah it was kind of like it was like a nice a nice way to do it was like you know and even coming up with my name it was like I had all these cool names that I kept trying. I wrote down and I sent to my manager and I was like, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. And, you know, and then he'd be like, yeah, but what about this? And there was always something that you could say about every name that yeah. I was like, well, is it that good? You know? And I, again, I got exhausted. I was like, I've done this before. I hate doing this. And I said, dude, I'm going to be Joe P because that's what my name is. So if anyone says they don't like it or it's not cool or it is cool, it doesn't matter because just there's nothing I can do. Yeah. yeah, it's like there there is if if I name myself something like, you know, leather cheetah or something, it's like, okay, someone can go, dude, that's you know, that's whack. That's not a good name. And then someone could say, like, oh, that's really cool. So and then, you know, if someone says, I don't really like that, I I could feel like, oh, it's not cool because <laughs> it's it's out there for people to say that. Yeah. It's up, it is open to interpretation. So but if it's my name, it's just kind of like, I don't have a choice. You know, it'd be like going to the DMV and they're like, what's your name? Ugh, all right. Like, <laughs> I, I, you'd, you'd, be like, you'd be like, what am I supposed to do? What do you mean? So, you know, that's kind of how I started looking at everything once I did that. I was like, I'm going to name the project this and then I'm going to try to treat everything like that where if I want to do something, 
that's the nugget of everything. It's yeah. like if I want to make a music video where this happens, I'm just going to do it without thinking too much about like what will people think? Does it make sense? Is it the right thing to do? Whatever. It's just like I'm just going to do it and then deal with the other part after. But if I start everything with that foundation of like, you know, I just did it because like that was all I could do. That was the only option. That was the song I made and I produced it this way because that was exactly how I wanted to do it and that's all I could do. And that's what being on your own and like I said not running anything by anyone there's something kind of good about that where I can never kind of look back and go, you know, oh, I, I should have like played the bass on that song or whatever that whole thing is. Like that was gone. And it was just up to me to be like, I sit here in my basement alone, figure out the song, record it all. And it's like, because it's only me, it's like, that's the, that was all I could come up with. There you go. I don't know what to tell you. If someone goes, I hate that. I could go like, all right, that doesn't feel good. But at the same time, I can only look back so far, like so much and go, I guess I could have done this. I guess I could have done yeah. that. Cause it's like, I know I wasn't influenced by anything. Yeah. It was like, you know, so I mean, I could look at myself and go like, oh, I should have done this differently, but it's still at least a healthy foundation of like, I know where all the ingredients mm -hmm. come from. So like, you know, I have no one to blame, but myself for that. I don't have to worry about like, you know, I should have wore this shirt or whatever. You know, I'm done with that. Well, unlike, unlike the trolls on, on, uh, social media, I do, I sort of want to see that, that DMV, uh, worker yeah. that would make fun. What? That's your name? Yeah. Oh, that's lame. All right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I got a license. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh man, I want to see that guy uh, or, or girl, either one, whoever. Oh, that's a stupid name. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got no choice. Uh, how I, I was thinking about this again because of that long run you had with the band that yeah. basically was your whole experience of of music yeah. there, like playing shows, opening for artists, traveling all over, and then all of a sudden you are stuck in your basement. You are making these tunes, and now like this large portion of fans is derived from social media. I mean, they came from and they've they found yeah. you social media wise. Is that like is that weird obviously for you that like, you know, I mean relative yeah. like you were putting in all this elbow grease for all that time and then all mm. of a sudden you just put this music <laughs> out in your basement and all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, we really like this." Like yeah, it's it's kind of like using a screwdriver to build something, and then you find a power tool after it's over, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> I could have just you're like." And that, but but that's kind of what it is. It, it again, just like everything. It was like I was like, I can just go upstairs and make a stupid video in my backyard in ten seconds, and then come back down here and keep doing the thing I want to do, like working on a song or whatever. Um, and that video could reach a million people. Like that's crazy. That's that's great. I'll do that all day. Um, over getting in a van and driving across to California and back, wasting money, spending a lot of time, which is even more important. Um, and then you get back from that and you feel like you did so much. So you almost like shut down for a little. And it's like, I mean, as much as I, I love playing shows, but I think touring is like extremely um, not outdated because people still, there is this exact same experience at a show that there was in 1955. Like nothing has changed. Like mm -hmm. you go to a show a human being is playing music and you're listening. But um, I do think like the idea of touring like to promote a record made a lot of sense in 1970 because 
that's what people did and there was only the few artists that were on major labels that could do that yeah. so those were the that, that was the band the town went that's and saw. how you got like, the word out yeah yeah now that there's so much though that it, to me it's like everything should go everything should move relative to the next thing where it's like okay oh there's four other bands big bands in the world right now okay we all got to go on tour then to promote our records i got it and then now it's like oh there's a billion people making music and videos or whatever or you know whatever music it's like okay maybe i should use this internet thing that can reach people instantaneously yeah and not try to like burn myself out by getting in a car and driving and playing and i would always talk to people and they'd go well you go and you play for 20 people then you go back and there's 30 people i was like if you listen to yourself what you're about to say is going to take thousands of years to actually work the way you're saying it because it's like you know that idea of like you build it slowly it's like i'm not gonna drive to new orleans and play for 20 people and then be like all right well We'll come back and 22 to do it again for things. <laughs> yeah, like it's not, it just, I get it. But to me, it's like, I think it's like, um, it's just like a thing where uh, you like playing shows. Just, just say that. Just say you really love playing music and you feel good doing that. And now you're going to go ahead and justify everything that surrounds it just because you love it so much. And I do. I, there's nothing better than playing a show. Um, but there's also like, you know, at a certain point, you gotta look and go like, that doesn't really make sense. I'd rather stay sane and work on more stuff and create more because at the end of the day, that is your job and what you're supposed to be doing. And then if you can post a video and a million people see it, and sure, those aren't concrete fans the way at those 20 people would be at that show. But there's gotta be some percentage of them that will go to that show and become that. And it's like, at least there's a foundation there that why not do that pre-existing work right there that isn't even work. You're hitting send on the video. You're not doing anything, you know? And then as you're sitting there, you know, it's, it's building and building. And then you go do that thing where you go play the show and get in the van. But now it's like, there's people there that are already invested in you and they want to see your show as if they, because that's the thing now, instead of going and playing the show to meet people and then there's, they tell 10 of their friends and then 10 of their friends, like now you post online and they tell their friends and they tell their friends and then you go to the show and it's as if you've been there before because Wait, they've you, seen you before and they know you. You don't have to be a salesman anymore. Like they've already yeah. they've already bought in and they're there yeah. they're there to see it again instead of you having to be right. like, Look, I'm fun. Yeah. And yeah. this sounds good, <laughs> you know, uh which Yeah, it's like a circus. Nobody wants to be a salesman. That's always rough. No. That's uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I, I, I looked at one of uh, one of your posts there you had about just, you know, sort of the classic, and you commented that you hated it, but you still had to put it up there, the Spotify rap. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, you had a com one of the comments was, uh, I've been listening uh, since I found Leaves on TikTok. I think in 2020 which i was like really you think it was a year and a half ago man like i can't remember you could also look on spotify it has the date you could see when it was yeah. but like he uh <laughs> then said i can't really remember but i'm so glad you're one of my favorites and i just like i'm i'm a bit spiteful in the sense that i feel like if i was in your place i would still look at that comment and be like you know i've been making music for 10 years before this <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like is right, there right, any right. of that in you i mean i know obviously it feels great that they they found you and that i mean you know but like yeah is there still a yeah. part in you that's just in general a little bit 
resentful that it took this long before people noticed? I mean, like, yes and no, because it's like anything else where it all had to work out that way, you know, because I look back and it's not like, you know, I could say, well, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Because, you know, no, because then that would have changed the way this happened and so forth. So I think um, it's it's more like I almost welcome that thing because it's like a fresh start because that's how I kind of do want to see it anyway. Yeah, it's almost I don't mind that I don't mind someone coming along and being like, whoa, this is, you know, and that's why I'm reworking a lot of older songs Mm -hmm. that actually like were released or whatever, because like. I didn't ever feel like I actually got to record them the way I really wanted to. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to make it a band and include everyone. So everyone kind of got their own part of it. But um, now I'm doing that and people have never heard it before. So it feels like a new song. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, oh, so I totally, you know, I welcome that whole thing. And like, you know, I mean, I just look at it like um, I've just practiced more than a lot of people. (laughs) You know, it's like, like, that's the thing. People are going to the shows or whatever and they're like, whoa your first shows like you look like you know what you're doing like (laughs) yeah because like you know like a little bit but like you know that that's fine i'm fine with that because you know it's just like it it is what it is but again it's like this is you know what i do and there's no other way to go back and change anything or whatever so you know it's very just like you know it happened the way it happened and it's still like the same situation like i said when the band ended or the pandemic hit it was like I was like, this is great. Nothing changed, you know? So that's always how I've kind of felt. It's just like nothing changed. Like I'm just still, you know, doing the same thing I did when I first ever started playing music. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you you released the, the solo EP there. Uh, Emily can Mm -hmm. sing October 22nd. Were you more nervous, uh, than when you had released albums with like Dill Casino, uh, since it was all of your stuff or were you just excited because it was all of your stuff? Uh, yeah, it, it was actually like I was the, I didn't feel anything. Th- that's what's weird. It's like with the band stuff, it was always, like I said, trying to get everyone involved or whatever, have a producer and a different engineer do everything. And someone mixed it. And it was so out of my hands by the end of it that I almost never, and everyone in the band felt like that. We're like, we never like loved the stuff that we were putting out. It was never like we really believed in it too heavily because so many people had their diluted. hands. So yeah. Yeah, it got so diluted, and um, especially the songs that I would write and demo in my room from square one. That like by the end of that whole thing, it was really the furthest away from me because it was like you know the songs that were only mine anyway. It was very like oh these are so far gone from where I had them, but it's all for the band, you know. Like that was kind of the problem with the whole thing. It was more about like sacrificing the music and the art for the like greater good of the like band and the relationships or whatever. So. Um, it always felt like I was always self-conscious about releasing anything because it was, you know, uh, it's not really, you know, I would never listen to that. I don't like that. Whatever. It is what it is. But with this, it was like what I did with my name where I was like, whatever, that's the best I got here. You like, I didn't ever, I didn't care. I realized you truly only, you don't really care what people think um, when you get to the point of like, you're so sure of the, of yourself about what you made. So again, like with the name, it's just like, I'm sure that's my name. There's nothing I can do. So if anyone says anything about it, okay, like nothing else I can do. I'm not going to go crazy caring about that. Whereas if I wasn't sure of the music and I put it out and someone said something, it would be echoing the things that I probably It's that too. insecurity. So like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's like someone just the thing that I'm already thinking. So that's, that's what hurts when people say stuff. 
and write a bad comment or whatever that all that that is is you're you're saying that to yourself if that's bothering you you're the one saying that to yourself because you don't know that person you do not care about them or yeah. what they think because they could have you know terrible taste in music or whatever or literally just be saying it to say it so you know if you feel that feeling it's uh, it's yourself 100 percent, and i know that feeling um but with this thing it was just kind of more like you i don't really care what anyone thinks i just want to put it out because i'm happy to uh, you know move on to the next thing and keep working here but like i'm i'm proud of that and like you know that is what exactly it had to be um so you know that was the first time i felt that and again it just kept setting the the tone for how i wanted to do everything where it was like any video i make any you know song i write it's all just like this is the one i had to do i had to make this this yeah. is what had to happen you know i'm just like a big believer in like that not fate but like fate per everything i'm doing where it's like that's it that's i guess it had to come out because there was no i didn't sit down and no think about options. it beforehand yeah yeah i didn't you know there was no plan that's kind of what it is so you know if someone were to hate on something you did if it was truly just the thing that you, you know, put out of yourself and, and didn't really think about while you were doing it, like, you know, there's nothing. It's like again, it's like someone making fun of like the way you smile or walk. You're like, I can't change that. Mm -hmm. So I can only I can only, you know, feel so self-conscious about that because I can't really do much about it. It's almost mm -hmm. like a nice uh it kind of like gives you this closure of like, I can't really fix that. So if you don't like it, like move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Well, now on the the EP. Uh, the Almighty Zep makes an appearance mm -hmm. on the album. Uh, go mm -hmm. go into California there. Yeah. How how as far as a plan there did that was that one like you you did that as like a, a video and then we're just like you know what uh, let's put that on the EP. Yeah, I did. Um, it was the weirdest thing. It was going to be Heroes by uh, David Bowie, and uh, I was watching some movie or some show, and going to California was in it. I was like, oh, what a great song that is. Again, like when Led mm -hmm. Zeppelin comes on, you're like, wow, that's really good. And it's like, yeah, you know, like, of course it is. So I sat at the piano and played it. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it came out more unique than Heroes did. And I was like, um, I'm going to just, you know, try this and throw the piano in the mix with the EP and like just have a piano and vocal kind of song. And it was recorded like in my living room. So it sounds like, you know, where Spacey. I was writing everything yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it just like has that energy to it. And I was like, yeah, let me try this. The Led Zeppelin thing is kind of like, you know, like that's where I started with everything. So it kind of felt appropriate, but I didn't even, that, again, I didn't think that. And now I look back and I could say like, oh, I wonder if that's why I did that, you know, Led Zeppelin. But I think it was really just like, you know, it's, it's always like that though. All the like mysteries behind things, it's always comes down to this like, I don't know, it sounded good and I kind of liked it. So I like recorded it, you know? Um, you so do, yeah, it just kind of fit in. You hit a you hit a great balance on that song. I mean, I think that's always the, you know, I I, th I think that's the point of a cover is is to hit mm -hmm. that, get your own sound in there, but don't leave you know don't leave the original too far in the in the dust. Yes. you know, and right, right. Yeah. Your 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 vocals are are great on that. I I love the uh, thank you. I love the the the. Uh, the additions that you make to it and like you said the yeah yeah the piano is fantastic on it i mean the acoustic guitar obviously on the original is good but it gives it a little bit more mm -hmm. i don't know a little bit more dramatic sort of uh, yeah you know feel to it which is yeah. good yeah uh, but now yep. along with the zep you know i mean i know you said like some like the earlier stuff that you used to do with bands wasn't what you would really listen to and the stuff on this ep is I would say you know it it would be 
softer as far as like sort of you know the edge of rock and uh, yeah, yeah. and Zepp was known like we were saying Zeppelin was known for going to the softest of soft and the hardest of hard uh, have you yeah. thought about releasing any like hard edge yeah um, yeah that's the thing now that it's just me I'll, I'll write a song you know per song I might feel a different way or whatever genre wise and um, yeah like a, a song will pop out that's kind of like heavier that I'm like oh, I wonder if I can like do if it, is this is this allowed or whatever you know but again it's like i guess i could do whatever this is what i feel like doing i'm just gonna do it you know it is yeah. what it is um so i try not to question it too much but yeah there's like songs that i have in the kind of arsenal uh that are like that where it's like heavier than the rest of everything i'm gonna like sing a little more you know heavier and less like nice and slow down or mm -hmm. whatever so but that's i mean like you know that's kind of what i I think is the best part of the like solo artist thing is that like you can kind of get away with anything if you if you just do it because again all people can say is like well I don't really like it or or I wish you would do the softer thing or, I wish you would do the louder thing it's like uh, you know it is what it is with the band you can easily get angry at bands I've done it before where you're like oh I wish they were like old Green Day oh I wish they were the, the old Strokes or whatever it is and it's like yeah but that's what a band like it's just subject to that where it's like everyone kind of gets this feeling where it's like you're part of the band and this thing where you can, you know, you have a say, but like with a solo person, there's like, I think people have an image of just one guy like working away, losing his mind in like a studio, you know? So like there's already, there's like this automatic, a bit more respect and a little more of like, that's what you want it to do. It's a lot, yeah. it's a lot harder to call out one person than it is to like say a band's name and like, it's, Oh, they suck. You it's, know I mean? it's funny. I've never actually, really thought about that but it's so true as far as just the leeway that artists yeah. that a, a solo artist gets because like you think yeah. of those bands like like metallica get got so much crap for selling out and like you know yeah. they're all like no we were just playing what we wanted to play but like yeah. you get you get solo artists and it's like oh they're following their dream they're an artist man that's what they were doing yeah. you know like yeah yeah yeah, yeah so i yeah. just had a conversation so with somebody about harry styles about that that i was like talking yeah. about his new music they're like that's what he was feeling like he wanted to make at that time and i was like yeah right 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 all right okay <laughs> like you know so yeah people yeah people are like people like want to respect it more almost because they see you as a person and less of like this band Entity. it's much easier yeah. to say yeah it's so much easier to say you hate uh, a band or something because it's so it's not know, personified you're, you're you don't, you've got yeah, you got multiple right. people you can hate that group but you see that person in front yes. of you and you're like oh yeah. uh, they, they've got yeah. feelings they've got emotions yeah that's it and and you know the randomness of a solo artist because there is more of that fluctuating genre kind of thing that i think like if something does come out that you're not that into it's okay because you know that like the next thing's probably going to be you know a good chance of that being like the other thing he did or the new thing mm -hmm. like it's just a little different where a band puts out an album and you're like, oh, like they're in this phase. They're mm. done with that other stuff. You just never know. I feel like a solo person where what you're going to get, which I think, you know, that goes for me too. I come down here and I don't know what I'm going to do because like I'm the one playing the bass and the drums and the guitar when I'm writing and everything. So I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure where when you have a band, it's like that drummer sounds like God, this. Yeah. The Pixies. You know, the Pixies sound like the Pixies because it's those people playing the instruments and with one gone, it changes everything. You know what I mean? Like, 
It's like the and Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's why I love that. With and yeah. without the without John Vershani, you know, like I yeah. mean, the new album. Oh, I'm so glad John's back. No, no offense to anybody that liked totally, him, totally, totally liked him without yeah. John, but like, it, yeah, it's a thing. It well, and with some of them, it it like works to a positive in some bands. Like, I mean, it it it's like that thing that you know, like you can't have that recipe without it without those ingredients, and it's not gonna work. But it's a, yeah. it's like I said, it's a blessing and a curse because then you can't really change that either. That's the recipe. Don't screw with it. Yeah. It's gonna sound like that. That's what you're doing. And you know, no offense to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it is. That's the rest. As soon as I heard that new album, I was like, they're back. That's them. They're That's back. It's them. Yeah, it's know. so cool. I love that. Um, yeah. Well, now on the EP, off my mind, twelve million streams on Spotify alone now, which is just. Mm. So awesome, uh, and I mean it. Yeah, thanks, yeah, I'm stoked. It, I mean, like, did you foresee that again? Like coming out of the the pandemic and and making this solo music, uh, that's that's a huge jump, right? I mean, in in a year's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. It was, you know, and it was one of those things where it was like, the less I kind of try the better things we're getting so i was like you know again with that song same thing where it was like all right that one worked crazy like that was like simple lyrics and like you know, i just kind of like wrote it quickly and it was whatever so it's funny how that always tends to work if you want to yeah. call it that because it's like you know it's the least amount of uh tampering with you know what i mean and the other ones you kind of sweat over it's like those you're squeezing the life out of you're squeezing the magic out of them in some cases you know what i mean sometimes you do have to go crazy but like yeah, that was one of them where it just kind of like was working out and people were liking it. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But I didn't care. I was still pretty good at not caring about like, oh, people like it. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. This one has to be really good. It was like, you know what I mean? Like I I, I tried to stay as cool as I could with like, I still got to like keep true to that thing because that's why it worked in the first place. Don't forget that. Yeah. You know, like don't try to mess with, you know, don't read any comments. Like just go make the song and move on. And like, you know, and that's, that's always seems to be a better method than like, trying to collect data and yeah. you know like it's not gonna work it's not no one's gonna help you with that you know so that's uh yeah. i i always i i say the same thing like I've, I've had several artists you know one i'm too much of that person that would not be able to not look at my numbers i definitely would after a song come yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, where where okay dallas is listening yeah, to, why yeah, is yeah. dallas listening to it right now like, right but yeah. but at the same time, like uh, you know, I from looking at artists making music, it definitely is. I can understand why when you work on that song for so long, why you want to see that response from it. But yeah. I also see that's why you had to work on it so long was because it wasn't right. you know it might not have been that great of a song to begin with, but you just kept on. Right trying to work it out and it's just like elbow grease of making anything you put that much time into it so you're like come on somebody appreciate yeah. this like, right 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 but that yeah. that song came together for you and you just and that's it and folks folks really liked it and you have the acoustic version out now mm -hmm. uh that yeah that yeah. just came yeah. out now was that was that a demand from uh from social media like hey because I mean, I see that all the time on there of like, you yeah. gotta put this song out, put it out now. Yeah. Like, was that oh one God, of those? Yeah, I mean, like, that was a huge one. Everyone always, because that's how it started on the TikTok world was like just me with an acoustic guitar. So a lot of people love that. And that's kind of the bad thing about when you 
play an acoustic guitar and sing a song idea because like people always think the acoustic version is better because acoustic versions of every song Honest. Music, yeah people feel like it's like oh the honesty is gone when it gets mm. produced or whatever uh but you know that's such a i don't believe in that whole thing i think it's silly it's just like a it's a simple surface layer kind of version of you know thinking about music which i understand what people are saying but it's one of those things that you have to like think for people and be like if i tease this on acoustic they're like everyone's going to think like this is the right way to do it or whatever because like that's, that's what they heard yeah yeah, so I resisted it for like a year and a half or something. And then uh, one day I was like, whatever, like, I might as well do it. It's been long enough that it, I, if I'm doing this, it has to be like, because I want to, because I didn't give in to the beginning, whatever. And I was like, okay, so I, I'm i going to, um, you know, I'll just, I'll just do it. I did it in like, a, you know, a couple takes upstairs where I did go into California in that same room and just, uh, you know, it was like, all right, it's an easy thing to do. That's the other thing. It was just like me playing and singing one or two times. It was like making a TikTok for four yeah. minutes. It was like, here you go. So, uh, yeah, it's good to have it out there. And I like having that angle where people can go, oh, he can do this acoustic thing and the like bandy kind of thing, like, you know, whatever. You know, I like kind of like having both things covered with that, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't mind doing it. Well, uh, I mean, the the EP has done fantastic over the the what seven months that it's been out. Yeah, uh, it's it's mm-hmm. doing great. What's what's the plans for the rest of twenty twenty two? Is there new music to be released? Yeah, I mean, it's just like I'm always you know working on a song uh, and you know then putting together oh maybe these three will fit together as an EP or whatever a full length album. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is just. Oh, I just love recording. I watched the Beatles documentary. And once I saw that, that made me fall in love with like recording and like just create stuff. Don't think about it too much. Like just have fun. Like you watch the Beatles and they're just having fun. There's, there wasn't all this magic that you think was around the Beatles. They just did stuff all the time and like just worked at it and you know, had a good time. So I just kind of, you know, I love just recording and writing and recording simultaneously as you record and uh like you know rather than make a demo and then that's not the real thing though let's let's wait and then yeah i hate that i've done that i just wanted to you know if i write something and record it and it sounds good i'm just like cool that's the vocal i use the crappy little mic but that's we're keeping it because like the performance is there let's just go you know like so i'm i'm really into kind of trying to just get songs done quickly right now and not in a way that i'm rushing them but more in a way of like whatever comes out, I'm just going to respect that and kind of like get it out and then move on to a new song. And you can always go back, but like, I want to just get a bunch of stuff out and just kind of get it all out of here and get a, have, you know, a bunch of songs surrounding me that I could be like, oh, okay, now I can compare those two. And like, that one wasn't as good as I thought. And this one's really good, you know, like, so I'm kind of in like a speed mode right now of just trying to finish, finish, finish things. That's real. I mean, I'm going to jump in there. I guess, uh, I guess the, the neon, your, your record label, neon gold, I'm guessing they don't Mm -hmm. really, they're not that hands-on annoying crew. That's like, no, 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 no. We got to promote this. No, 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 no. We got to, you can't do this. So cool. Yeah. So, so cool. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's kind of why it worked out with them is because they're very, they've signed on in that way that was like, hey, we like what you're doing. Just keep doing it. Let us help wherever we can. See you later. Have fun. Nice. So I think that's, that's great. They understand that and that, you know, that's oh, yeah. made the whole thing so much easier, you know, because I could go poorly if it didn't happen that way. Oh, so, it's about, yeah. uh, you know, I, that's what I was surprised about is that, you know, I mean, most of the time those, y- you hear horror stories of, uh, no, 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 we got to, 
we got to put this out first. You got to do this. You can. I mean, yeah. I had I had a band on a couple of months ago that they they had been sitting on a record for literally two two years, and they were finally getting ready to release it. And I was like, so you recorded these songs and finished them two years ago? They're like, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. How insane is that? Like how every yeah, day you wake yeah. up and you tell people like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's awesome. Can we hear it? No, you can't hear it. Yet. Yeah. Like <laughs> just and and I know. And it's, I just I music isn't meant to be that, I've realized. Because I just think it's like people take it so seriously. I think it's kind of nice to treat it as like it's just this silly thing that sounds fun and people love it and it, it is the greatest thing in the world, but like it's great because it's so it's meant to just be used and let it go, let it release it, move on to the next thing. Like it, that's how it should be. It's like everyone gets so precious about it. Well, you know, and it's like you know, you can, but you just got all like with labels, you can get too precious in the way of like, let's think about marketing. Let's I think was, about you're thinking about all the wrong things. I was know? about to say, I think they think about it in that way because of money, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the problem with those folks. Uh, money gets involved, and they get very serious, and they get very concerned. Um, but uh, other than that, you've got the you've got the um, tour coming up with Spacey Jane uh, uh -huh. in in the fall. So you're going to be opening for those uh, those guys uh, all all over North America, starting in Toronto and and, and ending up yeah. in Atlanta. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, anything you want to uh, promote? Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, there'll be new music soon, music videos. You know, that's always the main thing I'm working on. It's just the kind of like main, yeah, the main stuff. You know, you know, follow along on Instagram and TikTok, all that stuff, and awesome. you know, it's. That's it. I'm just in my basement making songs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will definitely keep up. We will definitely listen. Joe, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Dude, thank you. Thanks for having me, man. For sure. Listeners, you can listen to all of Joe's music on all streaming services. You can follow him on Instagram at Joe P. The Hyena or on TikTok at Joe P. Right now, let's take a listen to that fantastic cover going to California right here on the Doc G Show. the doc g show you just heard a joe p right out of asbury park asbury park home yeah. of bruce springsteen and now mm. home of joe p folks if you get a chance go out there get his ep with uh, emily can't sing it's fantastic i love the cover that you just heard of going to california fantastic uh, Led Zeppelin song that he covers just does a, a great job of making it his own. Interesting thing, Mike. I'm always interested in seeing the balance of the three things of an artist. Joe P. is a songwriter. Mm -hmm. That is the number one thing that he loves doing, right? Yeah. And there's, there's two other things that I think artists are there to do and it's sort of you know bat one is songwriter two is song maker 
or mm-hmm. producer, creator yeah. of the music. And then three is performing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I think every single one of the artists that we talk to, you can get a gauge of, like, which one they are really into. And they may yeah. tell you, like, I love all three. Oh, man, I can't wait to tour. But you can tell, like, nah, you'd rather be making songs. Or you'd rather be like just in the process of molding that song and making different things and changing it and recording it and putting it. Mm. Or you'd rather be on the stage, you know? Yeah. And I I think there are a lot of artists out there that it is that crack of being on stage that they want. So true. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That rush. Yeah. Being on stage. Well, yeah, in front and, of people, and you get you get you, you definitely get that you you get that balance in in comedy too. You get those different comedians, the comedian that loves writing that joke. That's the yeah. introvert that it is painful for them to get it out in front of people, but they were yeah. just happy writing it, you know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then the person that's like Robin Williams that has to like has to be out there to just feel alive or they don't feel anything if they're not on the stage, you know? Yeah, yeah, yep. It's it's weird to see the differences in those, like d- different reasons of why people get to that point, you know? But Joe yeah. P, through and through, songwriter, loves putting those songs yeah. down. And you know what? He's got some good ones. He's got mm-hmm. some good ones, folks. Go out, yeah. check them out. The EP is out there. He's he's constantly writing new stuff, so there will be new songs on the way. I can't thank him enough for being on the show, Mike. It was a good time. We need to move on, though. Birthday suits. Birthday suits. Like I said, I think you can get both of these. They are okay. in your wheelhouse. I'm pretty right. sure one is a musician that you, you listen to a oh, good okay. amount. There and then the other is in comedy. So, perfect. Here we go. Born on May 18, 1970, in Upper Darby Township, Pennsylvania. Mm. What a name. Uh, <laughs> our birthday suit wearer grew up loving comedy. At 11, she read Joe Franklin's 70 Years of Great Film Comedians for a project and became even more immersed in comedy. She ended up going to the University of Virginia, where she studied playwriting and acting. She moved to Chicago, where she eventually started uh, started working at Second City. She got to be honest, man. You look at Second City, holy crap, the people that they have had. Like, yeah, I know. Just Nothing so, but all-stars. Yeah, I mean, Steve Carell and Amy Poehler and Chris Farley and just on and on and on. Yeah. Steve Belushi. Anyway, anyways, uh, mm-hmm. she was then hired by Adam McKay as a writer on Saturday Night Live. In 1999, she became the show's first female head writer. Then in 2000, she co-anchored Weekend Update with Jimmy Fallon. She left uh, SNL in 2006, started working on the show 30 Rock, which she acted in. She then worked on the show Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. On top of all of her landmark TV work, she has also co-wrote and starred in multiple movies, including Mean Girls, Baby Mama, Date Night, Sisters, Whiskey Tango, Foxtrot, Wine Country, and many others. She has also co-hosted the Golden Globes four times. Name that birthday suit wearer. 
Doc G, I have, I'm actually, I don't know who it is. Don't no know. Idea. No. Co-hosted with, or, or co-anchored with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, there's just like so many stars on uh, Saturday Night Live. I want to say Molly Shannon. Or no, I'm no, 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 no. Yeah, after, not, after Molly Shannon. Close. Yeah, off after her. Um, Initials yeah. TF. TF. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. There it is. Uh, there it is. Wow. Yes. Tina Fey, man. She's a. Uh, she. Uh, she got to. She. She definitely was. I won't say she was better than Norm because nobody, in my opinion, was better than Norm at uh, Weekend Update. But she had some jokes in there that I absolutely loved. There were some of my favorite. Uh, yeah. Uh, Weekend Update jokes. Colin Jost. He's doing all right now, but uh, mm-hmm. Tina Fey, she was up there. And then, of course, I yeah. mean, she's written she's written so many good movies, man. Uh, mean Girls, classic, so true. Yeah, so many good parts of Mean Girls in there. And then, I mean, you know, Breaking Barriers, first female head writer, SNL. Yeah, a big deal, big deal. Uh, I, I mean, especially when uh, Adam McKay's being like, "This person's great. I want to hire this mm-hmm. person." That's 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 a big feather in your cap, but yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I actually didn't know she went. She was Second City, uh, you know, of all those folks that have been through Second City, I didn't know she was one of them, and I also didn't know that yeah. she went to UVA. Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we got that one. It's a little bit rough, but you got there. <laughs> you got there. Uh, I think you can get this one too, because I do recall you saying this was you went through a big phase. Where this guy was at the top of your list of listening. So, okay. born on May 18, 1975, in the North Shore of Oahu. He was son of a well known surfer and learned how to surf by the age of five. Got it? Yep. Yeah. Who is it? Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson is correct. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. He was the uh, youngest invitee to the Pipeline Masters at the age of 17. However, just one week after that, he suffered a horrible surfing accident that required over 100 stitches and the removal of some of his teeth. He ended up going to the University of California, Santa Barbara, where he met and was friends with one of the former guests of this show, his golden messenger. That is correct. Our birthday suitwear's big break was contributing to another former guest of this show, G-Love. G-Love mm-hmm. had a song, Rodeo Clowns, which uh, he contributed great, great to. Yeah. yeah. And eventually, he released his debut album, Brushfire Fairy Tales, in 2000. He then released his second album, On and On, in 2003. Then, In Between Dreams, in 2005. In all, he has released nine albums, with the most recent being this year's Meet the Moonlight. Mr. Mm. Jack Johnson. There we go, yeah. man. Jack yeah. Johnson. Not to be confused with the famous former heavyweight champion in the early 1900s, Jack Johnson. Another yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Johnson. But uh, Jack, uh, older than I thought. I didn't realize Jack was that old. Uh, How old is he? He's getting ready to turn uh, 40, or he's turning 47. 47. Hmm, 47. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Looking good for yeah. 47. Lots of good tunes. You know what? I'm putting it down, Mike. It's not going to happen, but I'm going to try to get him on the show. That's a fact. Hey, that would be amazing. And try That'd to get Jack. Incredible. 
Jack, if you're listening to the show right now, come on to our Thank show. You. We'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and we'd love you to come on the show. Yeah, we would. There you go, Mike. Uh, two for three. Nicely done. Two for three. Uh, I thought Two you'd for be three. a Doc J. I thank you, but it was one for three. Let's no, no, one. no. We're counting. All, right. All I All gave right. you was TF. All I gave All you, right. I gave you initials. If I give you initials, I still count it. That's, All right, I appreciate that. Uh, and I ignored your Molly Shannon. That was a bad guess. <laughs> that was we're gonna ign- ignore that. Was a that terrible one. guess. Now King Straight. There's no way I could give you that one. You Tim McGraw was way off on that one. But yeah. Two for three. Not <laughs> bad, man. Not bad. And I'll tell you what else isn't bad. Our show's coming up. There, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to upgrade them from not bad to the greatest shows ever. That's where I'm mm-hmm. taking them because they are fantastic. Next week, I'm very excited about this. We got a new, uh, new musician or new musical artist, but she's not new to acting. She's been acting for the last five years. She was on The Young and Re- Reckless. <laughs> Uh, for three years, uh, young and reckless, young and restless. What? Young and reckless. <laughs> young and reckless. That's a that's a clothing company. Young and uh. restless. Uh, <laughs> and now she's out with her new uh, music under the name Famu Sami. Yes, Lexi Stevenson is going to be on the show with us. I'm very excited to have her on the show. Doing fantastic things, Mike. Also going to uh, ask her about her uh, her boyfriend, who uh, is the um, uh, the famous basketball player, Chris Wilkes, who uh, okay. had a really serious uh, battle with a uh, illness there that kept him out of the NBA uh, just a couple of years ago. He played for UCLA. He was planning on be drafted in the NBA. Then he had this Ill- serious illness, this virus that almost uh, almost kept him from walking. Uh, wow. Yeah, great great uh, New York Times article about it if you get a chance to look at it. Um, but regardless, I can't wait to have Lexi Stevenson on the show. We're going to talk about her career. We're going to talk about her life. We're going to talk about growing up in Maine. It's going to be great. I've got three other guests that, again, trying to schedule... I have not scheduled an exact time, so I will not say who they are. But trust me, listeners, <laughs> they're good. You will cool. be happy with them. So get excited for those shows, even though you don't know who they are. Just trust me. Just trust me. Other, I'm like a weatherman or Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Say what? But until next week, guys, I, we have to wrap it up. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Furnicus, Charette. Thank you so much for having me, Doc G. Always a pleasure. Of course. And pledge. until next, <laughs> until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it up.